0: We fought, we scrapped. You know, people don't like to hear it, but basketball is a game of making shots. It really is. And tonight, you know, with Jones and Febris and Ramey and you know, they got some great looks. Uh, I think we were, what, 7 for 27 or something like that for those three shooters, and that, that's not going to get it
1: done in March.
2: You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski,
3: Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.
1: Welcome back. It's BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. The voice there of Chris Beard, coach of Texas, after they lost last night to Baylor. And uh, as we head to March, there's a lot of college hoops on our mind. We figured let's bring on our buddy Ian McMillan, senior editor of BetSided. We'll probably get to some golf as well. But let's start with some college hoops here, Ian. As uh, this show, I think, combined as like, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 futures on champions and final four. So we're all in. We're, we're ready for March on March 1st here. But, Ian, I'll throw this at you because you you threw a tweet out uh, a few minutes ago. I, I'm, I'm curious your answer to your own question. What team is the biggest fraud in college basketball right now? Because I know this show on our audience, we want to avoid that team in our future bets here. Who do you think is a big fraud right now?
0: Well, I'm glad you answered that. I'm sure you guys know that I, I love throwing out the fraud word around. It's one of my favorite things to do. My, I mean, my, my pick for the biggest fraud, uh, and I'm probably going to write up an article later today about this. I mean, it's probably a popular one that a lot of people say, but I think it's Wisconsin. Uh, people have been calling them frauds all season. They keep on winning. But this is a team that ranks 247th in the country in effective field goal percentage. No, no team that ranks that low in shooting is going to go on a run in March, uh, and especially a team that's not fantastic at really anything else. Uh, this is a one-man team. They actually ironically remind me of uh, the biggest fraud in the NFL this year, the Titans statistically not a good team, but then they have that one good player that everyone points to, in this case, it's Johnny Davis. And it's not like they're a San Diego state team that, yeah, maybe they're not a good shooting team, but they're the best defensive team in the in the country. Wisconsin ranks 100th or it's like a hundredth or 101st in defensive efficiency. So solid defensively, sure, but not good enough to be able to carry a team that ranks 247th in effective field goal percentage. So uh, I think it's a, I think it's an easy answer if you f- want to know who the biggest fraud is in the country right now. It's the Wisconsin Badgers.
3: Yeah, when we were talking about that Purdue Wisconsin matchup tonight, we were uh, also bringing up with the Badgers every. Five, six-point game or, or fewer, they've won them all. So that we talk about it so much with Providence, but it's the same deal with Wisconsin. A lot of luck on their side. And the good thing is you didn't pick a team from Tennessee, so Chelsea won't be mad on you at uh, online. So that's good. Uh, Ian, congratulations first off on landing Ryan Pace. So you will find the quarterback of the future for your Atlanta Falcons. I'm, I'm sure you're thrilled about that one. Um, did, did that make you feel good when you saw the news uh, across last week?
0: Oh yeah popped the bottle of champagne i'm ready for them to do now with the mr <laughs> risky trade
3: <laughs> exactly exactly I, I saw a lot of falcons atlanta media members uh reacting to that one right away uh so does that mean with your thoughts on the badgers does that mean that you are going to lay
0: the two and a half with purdue tonight yeah i will be on purdue for sure i mean i i just listed effective field goal percentage the biggest thing that deters me away from wisconsin Purdue's third in that. So you're, you're, you're laying only a few points on the third best shooting team in the country uh, against uh, one of the worst. And Purdue's uh, road splits aren't even that bad either. Their effective field goal percentage at home, 58.9%. On the road, it only drops to 572 So only about uh, uh, 1.5% difference in, in their home and, and road splits. So that doesn't concern me too much. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I will certainly be on Purdue tonight. It's probably going to be uh, my favorite better than night. Nice.
2: I'm thinking about laying the points with Villanova, but I don't know if I like the number nine and a half. Providence, we were just talking about the luck factor they've had. Is their luck going to run out? Are they creating their own luck? Um, How would you play this game tonight?
0: Yeah, I looked. I looked at this game quite a bit. I think I'm just going to end up staying away from it. Uh, and, and, and yeah, Providence is. is if, if people aren't calling Wisconsin the, the biggest frauds in the country, uh, other people are calling are saying that it's Providence. I don't know if I'm ready to say that they're fraudulent. I know that luck factor has has been tossed around quite a bit, but uh, they're a pretty solid team. They rank in the top 100 in most major statistics, at least the ones that I look at. Uh, so for tonight's game, I mean, it's a nine-point spread. Villanova is, I think, certainly the better team. Uh, but that is, a, that is a lot of points. But as the reason why I'm staying away is because maybe Providence is kind of just good at closing out games. Uh, like I said, they don't have any glaring statistics that make me want to stay away like Wisconsin does. Uh, with their shooting numbers, so I just I I I don't know where I land on on the on Providence as of right now. I usually have a pretty strong take one way or the other. I don't really have one about Providence, so I decided a couple weeks ago to just stop betting on their game. So I, I'm probably not going to bet on that <laughs> game tonight. I would probably take Providence in the points, but uh, who knows? That's a tough one.
1: Ian, what do you think about Arizona at USC? A couple of ranked teams tonight. Arizona coming off the loss as every team, you know, the top six lost on Saturday, um, you know, with that crazy shakeup in college basketball Saturday afternoon. What do you think about this game? Arizona four and a half point favorites at USC.
0: Yeah, I love Arizona in this spot and love Arizona overall. It's funny because usually most college basketball seasons throughout the season, I uh, kind of have, like, I I switch who I think is going to win the national championship. I end up placing, like, several bets. Arizona has been my team basically from a month into the season all the way until now. I think they're still I know everyone obviously thinks they're good, they're gonna be a uh, number one seed. But when you look at the odds even to win the national championship, I think it should be Demic and Zega and then a large gap and then everyone else. I think this Arizona team is still underrated. I don't think enough people are talking about how good they are. There's three teams in the country right now that rank in the top ten in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Uh, and only one from a a Power 5 or Power 6 conference, and that's Arizona. The only other two teams are Gonzaga and Houston, uh, and obviously we know that those two teams are playing in in as strong conferences. This Arizona team has no holes, and on top of offensive and uh, defensive efficiency, they're also fifth and rebounding as well. So this Arizona team has absolutely no holes. Uh, uh, They can beat you anywhere. They can stop anything that you throw at them. Uh, I'm surprised they're only four-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that might be a little bit of an overreaction to their loss there, a few days ago but i love arizona tonight i love arizona to win the national championship i i, I think i think they're, they're right up there with gonzaga as the best team in the country
3: you know uh for about a month now michigan has been doing this win loss win loss thing and, you know that's exactly what they are they're a mediocre team and they're fighting to make sure they can secure their spot in the tournament they're four and a half point home favorites against sparty coming off a big win over the weekend uh doing anything here
0: yeah, I'd probably. I, I I just can't bet on Michigan. Michigan is a team that I had a lot of uh, faith in heading into heading into the season. Um, I, I I've given up. I'm I'm, I'm gone. I, I I can't bet on them anymore. So I I I, I think I'm I'm going to stay away from them tonight.
2: I am so glad you brought up the Zags because I have some Gonzaga futures. What? What is going on? I mean, is it Mark Few? Is it their questionable defense? Like, when are they going to finally win a title?
0: Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, that's that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? I mean, if, if they're going to do it, you, you think that, that it's going to be this year w- with Chet Holmgren, especially just how good Chet Holmgren has been from three as well. But I, I, maybe there is, like, some legitimate argument as far as the strength of their conference does kind of hurt them because yeah. uh i mean they, they play strong teams at the start of the year but then for the majority of the season they're not playing strong opponents and then all of a sudden they find themselves in the, in the elite eight the, the final four and this is and it'll be the first time that they played a very good team in you know three months and i i think that does kind of affect them a little bit so uh that is kind of the the, the tired argument about Gonzaga but the they might just need to move conferences or something because uh, I know that they just lost, so it's kind of tough to say that they're playing terrible competition, but that kind of affects them, I think, when it gets to uh, the last few rounds of the tournament.
1: Ian, one team and one conference we usually don't talk this way about, but I think it's fair to this year. What's your thoughts on Duke? Speaking of a conference that is down, the ACC is down this year. We're not talking about you know the old school ACC where Duke used to win titles out of. It's a conference that really, outside of Duke, there's not much other. You say, wow, that's some good competition. Duke right now, you can find them at 12-1, fifth uh, best odds to win the title. What do you think of Duke? They ha- have a decent resume. Uh, Coach K's last year, but that ACC does worry me.
0: Yeah, generally I'm not a Duke fan, but I I actually think they have a legitimate shot this year. One thing that they're doing uh, fairly well this year that they haven't done in the past couple of years is they're not turning the ball over, which is the big thing for Duke. Sometimes they have a lot of stars on their team, but they run into turnover issues. This year they're 19th in the country in turnovers per possession, so they're doing a lot better job hanging onto the ball, and that's huge because you just can't turn the ball over when when you end up playing elite teams down the stretch. So. Uh, I don't mind Duke at all. Yeah, I'm with you there, Joe. Their their competition in the ACC does concern me a little bit. Uh, But at 12-1, to uh, not a bad bet. I wouldn't actually be completely shocked if they end up snagging one of those number 1 seeds as well. Uh,
3: Before we get to the golf, uh, another College Hoops question. It it feels like if you're putting together a portfolio for the Final Four and or uh, national title this year, you're not a big Gonzaga buyer. Uh, how, how deep is the list of teams that you think can make a, a deep run to the Final Four this year?
0: Oh, that's a great question. I, I think the list is, is deeper now than it has been in, I don't even know how long. I feel like there, there might right. be a list of 10 to 12 teams that I think uh, could, could end up going on, on a run to the Final Four. Uh, and yeah, my, my big thing about Gonzaga, I was on the so hard last year and then when, when they lost to baylor i felt like an idiot I, I they have kind of broken my heart so many times now but yeah i think there might be i mean you look at teams like ucla or, or the pac-12 if they kind of get things going like houston uh they're one of the only other you know i mentioned three teams that rank in the top uh, 10 in offensive and defensive efficiency they're right there mm-hmm. villanova could go on a run here there's a, a list i would say 12 teams that, that could go in a deep run here
2: Arnold Palmer Invitational coming up. Uh, I saw some of your golf picks. You tweeted them out. Uh, Tell our audience a little bit about them.
0: Yeah, I'll give out a little bit of a long shot here. Uh, And I don't know if I've seen too many people on this guy, but maybe so. But I I got this guy 80-1 to to win this week. Chris Kirk. Uh, Most birdies or better at the Arnold Palmer Invitational over the past five years, it is Chris Kirk that leads that list, at 4.71. That was tweeted out by uh, Justin Ray Golf there a couple days ago. That's above Roy McElroy. That's above Bryson DeChambeau. This guy has dominated Bay Hill. Uh, He hasn't won here yet. Um, But, I mean, now he's entering this week a course that he's done fairly well at in the past, Uh, and he's entering this week in good form. P7 last week at the Honda Classic. Uh, uh, T14 uh, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open a few a few weeks back, so he's in good form. He's done very well at this course. His stats line up to the style of play. So uh, favorite long shot this week at 80 to one. I think that's worth a little bit of a sprinkle on Chris Kirk.
1: Yeah, that's a bit. That's a great number there on the uh, the birdies and and how well he's done at this course. If you were to go a, a little bit less uh, than the big long shot. Give us another name there. I'm looking at your write-up right now, and it looks like Matt Fitzpatrick has caught your attention. Tell us why.
0: Yeah, I think I think he presents uh, the best value on the board. I got him at 28-1 to this week. Uh, he's been playing well recently. He's ha- had past success at Bay Hill. Second on the tour so far this season in total strokes gained. Uh, he's also finished 12th or better in four straight starts. He's finished in the top 10 uh, at this event in three straight seasons. He had a second-place finish at, at, uh, here in 2019. Uh, so it, once again, we're looking at a guy who's in good form, has good course history. Uh, his style of play fits this uh, course to a T. Because one of the big things to want to look at: very long course, a lot of approach shots from over 200 yards, more than any, uh, more than basically any other course on the PGA Tour schedule. And Fitzpatrick ranks fifth in proximity to the hole when his approach shot is 200 yards or longer. So. A lot of things to like about uh, Matt Fitzpatrick this week, and at twenty-eight to one, I think that's that's I think that's by far the best value bet on the board.
3: Uh, do you recommend people uh, start to take a look at the Masters, a little over a month away, or uh, even the players next week to get the best of the number?
0: Yeah, I would say more towards the players next week. I at least in my strategy when betting on golf, recent form. Uh, is a big thing for me. So I, the matches, I think, is a little bit too far away to start betting on that because we don't really know how these guys are going to be playing the, uh, the next month. But uh, if, you, if there's a guy who's competing this week um, that's also going to be competing at the players next week, and you think, like a player like Rory McIlroy, Rory is likely going to have a good week this week. Uh, if you want to bet on him, if you think he's going to be a, a good bet to win the players next week, it's probably better to get on him now. Uh, especially if you think he's, he's going to do good with the Arnold Palmer because that, that number is only going to get shorter. But uh, for the most part, I, I don't usually bet from too long out because I recent form is is a big part of handicapping golf in my opinion.
2: Really quick, I saw you uh, retweeted um, a video of Ja Morant. Man, he has been playing out of his mind. Um, what are your thoughts? The Grizzlies with the second easiest um, – schedule in the nba could he make a case here down the stretch for mvp
0: i think he could i think the mvp awards uh kind of still up for grabs here i i I think kind of him i think demar de a a bit of a a good dark horse now so uh yeah i i think he is a good bet i mean that that dunk was just absolutely ridiculous i think think he might be that dunk last night might uh, have awarded me just sprinkling on him to win mvp just out of respect for that dunk last night
2: yeah, I
1: love it. Great stuff. Ian, we always appreciate hopping on. Ian McMillan, S- McMillan, Senior Editor from BetSided. On the Roman Guest Line, get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash On the other side, more NFL draft props as the Combine gets set to hit Indianapolis right here. We'll touch on it. Joe Ojo, and Hawksworth, BetQL Daily. On the BetQL network.
2: These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gilio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. From BetQL.